What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com here with a name you know. One of New Japan's brightest stars. You can see him on New Japan Strong every Saturday fight and New Japan World. You can see him this weekend in Philadelphia, New Japan Showdown. And you can see him at Battle in the Valley in San Jose on November 13th, which is on Fight TV. We got Juice Robinson. All right. Well, you just did my job for me. You covered it all. That's what we're here oh, for. Shit, and I, don't, I don't need inter- this anymore. Interview the over. The whole point of this interview, you know. We got shows in Philly. We got shows in San Jose. And you can watch New Japan Strong every single Saturday night on Fight TV and New Japan World. All it, right. It sure beats wrestling. Got it wrestling out of the way in, in the beginning. It sure beats wrestling in front of nobody, doesn't it? Oh, dude. <laughs> Nothing like wrestling in front of a crowd. I'll tell you what. Without the crowd, <laughs> I was doing some soul searching. <laughs> I was like, what do I want to do after this? Because, you know, wrestling in the TV studio, <laughs> it so, can get pretty dull after a while. What were, pretty what, quick. What was coming to mind when you were saying, what do I want to do after this? What were you wanting to do after this? <sighs> Dude, that's the thing. <laughs> as as uh, mankind says and beyond the map, that's the thing. I haven't figured it out quite yet. But yeah, that's the thing. I haven't figured it out quite yet. Something's pulling me towards real estate investment. You know? Okay. I like that. You know, you know, I watch a lot of flipper flop now. <laughs> so obviously I'm an expert. Oh my god! Every uh, every time yeah. they're on there, they're like, I I sell used fruit roll ups. Budget. I was like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. I could cut these promos. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I always like to open people up with reader questions, completely anonymous reader questions. Don't know who these people are. This is from not Mojo Raleigh, who asks, is Mojo Raleigh the best roommate you've ever had? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I got to say, oh, I, I can't I can't confirm or deny, you know, because uh, Jesse White, the son of Vader, you know, he was he was my roommate for a long time. Uh, Enzo Amore's friend Dante of the people who know him, know him. He was my roommate for a long time. I was friends or I was roommates with Bull Dempsey, man. I've roomed with so many people. Jeff the Hook Brooks up in Grand Blank, Michigan. Oh, my goodness. So I could pretty much say no, I guess. Mojo's not the greatest, although great, not the greatest. I love it. Definitely the funniest. Mojo has sent, like, three questions in to people I've interviewed trying to put himself over, and it never works. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I figured that was Mojo. <laughs> but here's a, Go ahead, a good Mojo story. So when we were living over on uh, 5271, as we call it, about five wrestlers, and one of Enzo's friends from New Jersey. We were living in a pretty big house, and we had a uh, projection uh, living room screen. And, uh, I, you know, a big, 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 awesome couch, and I was sleeping on it. And Mojo was watching Billy Madison or, you know, some stupid Adam Sandler movie that we've all seen a 100 times. But the fact of it is, is at this point in our lives, we shouldn't be laughing out loud to the point where it startles your roommate awake. And Jimmy, or James Smith, Bull Dempsey, I call him Jimmy Struthers. He laughed so hard because, man, I fucking, <laughs> I was, pardon my French. No, it's I popped okay. out. I, I rolled my uh, mojo. God, you've seen the movie a thousand times. You don't need the, <laughs> you know. I, but, I don't yeah, know. We had a great of, time. I don't know of anything since I've turned 20. Could have been a sitcom. Yeah, I don't know of anything since I've turned 20 that Adam Sandler's done that's made me, like, burst out in laughter. Oh. Like uncut oh man, you do need good. to see his tribute to uh, Chris Farley. Uh, yeah, uh, bring that it was to nice. Uh, Opposite uncut. of last. But. Yeah. 
Another completely anonymous question is from absolutely not Steve Macklin that asks about the video package you did in NXT with SeaWorld and how Uh, you got heat for it. Oh, yeah, gosh. I can clear the air now. This was awesome. So this is some (laughs) – this. so I was doing the CJ Parker gimmick, right? Yeah. Which, you know, to me, all I was trying to do – you know, I'm really going to break, you know, I'm just going to get let, leave it all out there right here. I was trying to be super, super, super left wing, almost a caricature of a hippie or what we call a hippie. You know? Just funny stuff. Uh, I kind of had some CM Punk straight edge society like that weird out there, almost like disconnected with actual reality, you know, that kind of a heel. That's what I was going for. I was trying to not lose to people in two minutes on TV. That's what I was trying to do. So I came up with the, you know, me and another guy. I can't remember who came up with it, but next thing I know, I'm outside SeaWorld, you know, doing the uh, tear going down my eye and the orcas are, you know, sad music and the orcas are swimming. And I'm, it was just a, it was just meant to be a idea. What could have been? And uh, anyways, I showed it to Dusty and he loved it absolutely loved it. however somebody else said don't show that again <laughs> well i ended up showing it again <laughs> and apparently anheuser bush sponsors SeaWorld. anheuser bush also is with i don't know wwe or something i don't know bureaucratic you know yeah bull crap so yeah that it never saw the light of day but it was very very entertaining do very you... tongue-in-cheek very fun pro wrestling do you still have it I do not. I do know where it is, though. <laughs> I was going to say, I, would, I, I think that's one of those good things that we should see emerge. When Oh, I think so. It's all, you know, it's just wrestling. It's just fun. We're just kidding. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know what I mean? So when you <laughs> saw Daniel Bryan be able to take that gimmick, and uh, not necessarily that gimmick, he put his own spin on it, obviously, but something very similar to that, obviously a Vince McMahon sees that as like, that's a heel, pal. Uh, yeah, and that's what I figured. That's what I was thinking too a few years before, you know. So I mean, were but, you like, man, it could have worked? I mean, I knew it could have worked for what I wanted it to be. I wanted to be, you know, basically an Elias character that came out, riled up the crowd, and then you know, basically did what I did anyways with Great Kali and Mojo and Baron Corbin. You know, I know what WWE is, and I thought that guy fit on that show and in the company doing that. So I thought it could have worked from, you know, if they wanted it to. We lost your and video they, for a second. There we go. Oh, now you're back. I'm back. Yeah. Now so, you're back. Whatever. It so, didn't work, but it, it was meant. Uh, it's fine. I don't care. I never think about it. <laughs> so you, you, made, you made a huge move, and I think, I can't remember, I think it was you that actually had mentioned to me on a media call that, that Matt Bloom like put in a good word for you in Japan and helped make that happen. Was that a scary move for you? Like, had you, at what point were you like, Japan's the move and it's going to work for me? Um, it was, Oh man, that is such a process. I can't, you know, from thinking what, having what I thought, uh, the concept of Japanese wrestling in my head, you know, it was very not me. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, Corey Graves bringing over Wrestle Kingdom 9 or 8 or whatever the hell it was, and we watched it in my apartment. I saw, like, Tanahashi and Shinsuke and 
Gucci and I saw the Young Bucks and I saw, you know, I saw everybody. And I was like, wow, they're every, they they have everything just like every other wrestling company. I was like, oh, cool. Then, you know, got kind of negative in WWE for me. I wanted to leave. And then that's when Baldo said, well, hey, have you ever thought about this? And I started thinking about that. And when you start thinking about things, you start wishing things into the universe. And that's kind of what I did. You know, I'm a huge believer in that, obviously. Uh, and next thing you know, you, you know, Tiger Tori's at WrestleMania and you're out there wrestling and he's watching with the uh, chairman and with, you know, so then it's just one thing leads to another. And then you're in Cork and all, you know, wrestling, you know, getting crucifixed by uh, <laughs> Tiger Mask four. <laughs> one, two, three, you know what I mean? Uh, sleeping in the dojo, you know, hanging out with Lager in the morning, watching him do laundry and, uh, you know, make his breakfast. It's just wrestling. It's a wild, wild time. I don't know how I ended up there. I do not. I never thought in the beginning of my career I would ever, ever, ever be there. <laughs> Dude, I somehow, you know, I somehow landed on my feet there. And <laughs> it worked. It worked really well. I mean, you had... Yeah. You had people actively in WDB who I mentioned like off air. You got Kevin Owens saying publicly, this guy's the best promo in wrestling. And that wasn't something you really got to stretch your legs with and show in WDB. I mean, you, you mentioned you, you had to sort of rebuild from the ground up there. Was that something you went in knowing like, I'll do it. I'll, I'll emerge. If I got to sit at the laundromat with somebody, make somebody's breakfast, I'll do it. Who gives a shit? I'll make it work. Well, yeah, because I knew that New Japan was a system just based on old-fashioned pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, the way it there, – there was going to be far less politics, you know. So we, we had a little bit of a tech error, but you were mentioning the process of, of moving to New Japan, how it's rooted in respect. It's a different system over there and sort of some of the politics that you faced uh, outside of New Japan. Well, it was just – I think when I went to New Japan, I just got back to the basics – and I just, you know, I just, I had, I came back from a trip over in England wrestling on the Brian Dixon Butland, Butlin's camps. Mm -hmm. So my wrestling spirit was back at an all time high, you know, just like classic pro wrestling in front of big crowds, hearing the noise, feeling it in your soul. So I was in a really good place when I ended up there in September of 2015. And I don't know, it was just, it was fun. It was just so fun. I, I had a great, great, great time. So you, now you're working New Japan strong. And I mean, this is, in my humble opinion as a viewer, this is like what I wished NXT would have been. Like all these new names, all these established names, occasionally you'll see like one of the top guys from Japan pop up over there if they happen to be around. Then you've got people coming in from other shows. Like, this is what I thought NXT was headed towards when, like, Liger was popping up there and Joe was on a part-time contract before they signed him. I just love the process of this. It's, it's one of the easiest, most fun watches every single week for me because it's, it's, it's just pure pro wrestling. And it, it's like this stuff doesn't seem like it's rocket science to put together. You put together people that are fun to watch and matches that make sense, and you see a little bit of everything. Uh, how how has that been working on that that production for you so far, dude? I love it, and the the cool thing about it, every single time I go, it's better and better. And it's you know, it's a very small crew, and it was kind of birthed out of the pandemic, and we kind of were forced. That's like the direction our U.S. expansion took. 
Yeah. It took, it went to, you know, a small studio in California and us all flying out once a month and starting strong, which by the way, is on Saturday, every, uh, every single Saturday on fight uh, network and new Japan world. And like you said, it's the best wrestling right now. The thing that I like about it the most is we get to see all the LA dojo young boys and we get to see the new Japan young boys change dojos. And this LA dojo yeah. is like awesome. Shibata is a huge part of this, our developmental system. It's like, it's just like, it is what you want. It's the organic process of growing a professional wrestler. It is beautiful. It is basic, but it is perfect. It will always work. And it's just a great platform. And like you said, dude, we got Suzuki. I mean, we got Suzuki wrestling and we got like Tom Lawler. We got like legit awesome guys. Jay White's on it. You know, a lot of us, you never know who's going to be on it. It can be Tanahashi was on it. You you never know who's going to emerge from that LA dojo either. I remember reading Brian Danielson's book and he talked about how in one place it was him, Shinsuke Nakamura and Lyoto Machida, who would go on to be a UFC legend, and like you never know who's going to emerge out of like that out of LA dojo or any New Japan dojo and become something special. And it, we see it all the time. And people, you see people get better every single week on that show. And it's very clear, like the AEWs and WWEs of the world are watching New Japan Strong and trying to cherry pick whoever they can because it showcases talent so well. So, like, New Japan has got this constant, steady stream of just talent from all over the world coming in there. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, that's an, an unfortunate thing about having such an awesome platform and an awesome product Yeah, is that the big money, you know, companies are going to, you know, use it as a feeder system. But whatever, we're going to get some awesome wrestling in the meantime. You know just keep I mean? restocking every single yes, time. Yes, and that's the beauty of it. There will always be more people. There will always be another DKC, yeah. you know what I mean? Or Carl Fredericks, you know, all those young guys right now. They're all awesome. I love it. Uh, we've seen your feud with Bullet Club carry over into multiple promotions now. You're popping up on Impact uh, all the time now. Tell me how that came together because – it feels like a year ago, even this wasn't a possibility for a lot of people. I remember there there was some bad blood that extended over multiple regimes between Impact and New Japan, and now they're working together in unison. Like you'll see Chris Bay pop up on, uh, like like in the tournaments, like you and you and David Finley popping up in Impact. Jay White showing up, which I'm sure you know, you're not thrilled about. But uh, explain to me, like, did this surprise you when this even became an option? Well, it was, you know. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think behind the scenes in pro wrestling, it was like kind of obviously Mm -hmm. because you could kind of see, you know, time heals all wounds and the people that made impact in new Japan have a sour deal are gone. You know what I mean? And there's new people and they're friendly towards each other. So it's like, of course we're going to work together, especially when we're in extraordinary times, which was when we were locked in the country, you know, we were doing new Japan strong and there was just, it was, we had that opportunity to, you know, go play on their TV show. And, uh, I think it's awesome. And now you're seeing those guys on strong. And before you know it, you're going to see impact guys over there or Japanese guys on impact, people going to AEW. It's like, everybody is just, anybody can end up anywhere right now. And it's, it's awesome. Of course we want to be a part of that. I really feel like if New Japan and ROH can sell out MSG, if AEW can sell out the venues they're selling out, if there's like some sort of super show, I don't see why they can't sell out 40, 45,000 in, in like a stadium like that too. Wow. Especially when these are, these tickets are moving in like 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I, mean, I there it is. You said it right there. Were you the first person to say it out loud? Maybe I was, but I think they could. I don't see why not. And all these companies seem to be working in unison in, we haven't heard of any major friction or really any friction. No, it's very, there's a synergistic energy going on right now. Everybody working together and just like, it's also a great time. Unfortunately, it came off, off of us all having to be locked in our houses, not getting to go to live, you know, like live performances. So everybody wants to go watch wrestling right now. Me included, man. Uh, Just, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan because I think a wrestling boom is, you know, in our midst. And as we mentioned, New Japan Strong, eight-man tag action this week. Uh, you're taking on Bullet Club. We saw Chris Bay added to the fold there when you popped up in Impact as well. What do you think of his addition to them? I mean, that's another guy you got to deal with now. You know, I like – I. you know, I hate Chris Bay. But no, but I, I – <laughs> I see what Chris Bay's doing and I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate a man with a nice entrance jacket. Chris Bay has those in spades. Um, He can throw a karate kick with the best of them. You know what I mean? Uh, He's in great shape. He's an incredible athlete. Of course, he's going to go to bullet club. I feel, (laughs) I feel like it's just me and Finley and and then everybody else is in bullet club. (laughs) They restock really uh, well too. They, he's got a, he's got a hell of a future for sure. And uh, we had mentioned, like, you being a part of groups and stuff. I remember a couple years ago, you popped up in Ring of Honor, and Lifeblood looked like it was a thing. And I was like, I even put out there, I was like, this could be a game changer for them because I thought that Juice Robinson was the kind of person they needed to restock with. Somebody who could go in the ring, somebody could go in the mic, but it didn't work out. Yeah, I think, well, you know, we got some cool people out of that. Haskins and... uh you know, hot sauce, 
Yeah. Bandito, that was kind of like the first thing they did. I mean, Lifeblood had nothing to do with it, but at least it <laughs> it threw them, you know, on the show real quick. I don't know. And obviously all those guys are – I'm not saying that Lifeblood had anything to do with it. I'm just <laughs> saying it was an introduction for some dudes. It's cool. It ended up not working out pretty quick for some weird reasons, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's yeah. – ROH is uh, – ROH is awesome. I can't wait to like do more stuff with them. I feel like ROH work. Come on, let's all work with ROH too, man. Like they got you know some of the best wrestlers on the planet. You know, obviously. It's, it seems like they're easing up a little bit too because we saw the Briscoes pop up on GCW this past week, and that wasn't something that traditionally we had seen from a, a ton of ROH people. But you know, Gresham's going all over the place, so. So, I mean, it seems like things are things are okay. You're open to doing work with them as well? Yeah, I mean, any, I'd, I'd love to do an ROH anytime here. So, I, I'm very interested to find out, like, what was your reaction when you were pitched and you were told, hey, we're going to put a group together. It's you, Bandito, Tennille, Tracy Williams. Like, it seemed like this wild group of names. But then you see it in front of you and you're like, somehow that works. It re- yeah, it reminded me of, like, remember in, like, 1999 in the WWF, the Union? Yes. And it was, big, like, this group show, of baby Taz, faces that were Shamrock. there to fight the corporation. And they were, the you know, they were all misfits. They didn't go together, but they had one common cause, you know, restore order. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I thought it was cool. So this has me really optimistic. I mean, it seems like all the stars are on board, like, working together and all that stuff, which which – because – the forbidden door doesn't exist anymore. Like it's been kicked down. It's wide open. I think everybody sees like good business is good business, right? Yeah. I'm having trouble hearing you now. Sorry, dude. That's okay. It's okay. How about now? Oh yeah. There we go. There we go. I won't even have to edit that out. Look at that. Look at that. So uh, another reader question that actually didn't come from somebody you know. People said you need, need, need to ask him about Katy Perry's last Friday night. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What? Dude, this is going to be my last interview. You're asking me all these things that I shouldn't be answering. Oh, shit. My D-World thing and now this. Okay, so that was at the time I was what? It was right before I went to uh, FCW. Mm-hmm. So I was probably like 21, 20 years old, right? And uh, I was doing an independent, I worked for an independent wrestling show called Dreamwave in LaSalle. And I had a manager who could do a lot of stuff with uh, videos and music and very talented guy named Ryland Fox. And my character was, I was a wannabe pop star. You know, I thought I was awesome, you know. Uh, a Jillian Hall-esque Oh, nice. Gimmick. It was very entertaining for your local indie. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, yeah, so anyways, we redid Last Friday Night. And I oh, sang amazing. I sang it very good. And um, it's just, it's. we also made a music video, and the music video I don't think can be shown in 2021. Oh, no. Fortunately, it's very funny, but... It's probably it might hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah, of course. <laughs> my my no. wife's best friend is like a Katy Perry super fan or was, and when like she lived with us for a brief period, and she was like, "Watch this documentary with us." I'm like, okay. ah, it's like I like a good documentary. Like I got a whole mess of WDB documentaries over there, and it was so funny how it was structured. 
because it was like, how is this gorgeous, uber-talented woman with a beautiful singing voice, a great upbringing, how will she overcome the music industry? And I'm like, I, I don't know. How, what, what could possibly lead to that happening? And uh, it, it was them like trying to create this narrative like, how will she do it? How will she do it looking like a pop star, sounding like a pop star? She had some great songs. She I love did. Them. She did. Uh, so California Girls. That's that was a good one. That was a good I one. I still sing that. I sing that out loud in shopping malls, restaurants. I'll sing that song out loud. Yeah, see, you're, you're going to sing that coming out to to a New Japan show, and we're going to get that that muted thing. We're going to get that message where it, they, it, you sound so much like Katy Perry, they have to yeah. mute it on New Japan World to avoid the copyright. I, I wish I wish I could track it down and play it because, you know, it, if nothing else, it makes me look like an idiot, so... <laughs> Mission accomplished. Well, speaking of, of Japan, you went back to Japan after the pandemic. How did that process differ now? Because I'm sure it wasn't as easy this time. No, that that's it's night and day. Everything about Japan has changed overnight with the pandemic. Unfortunately, that's no one's fault. That's, you know, just where it was at. But, uh, uh, you know two-week quarantines every time it got to the point where we were over there in hotels you know we don't even know if we're having shows so we don't even know what we're quarantining for you know that's about all i want to really touch on it but it sure. was just becoming uh unbearable see i <laughs> to say the least for my you know so i don't want to say it was a you blessing can only sit, you can only sit in quarantine so many times you know and some people might think differently but that doesn't matter because the only thing that matters is how I feel. And I had had enough. <laughs> so then I started doing New Japan Strong. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Yeah, like, I don't want to call it a blessing in disguise or anything. I mean, but it, that, was, that was the thing. It was like, hey, let me, let us, you know, let's do New Japan Strong. Let's make it cool. Why are we doing this? What? You know what I mean? We got a crew. We got a full crew over there. You know what I mean? So, and it, they, you know, Everybody kind of heard that, and it became clear. So I'm Let sure these, that I, I'm sure strong. that adjusted the expansion plans because they very clearly yes, had some big altered, expansion yeah. plans. But it, it effectively created like for a while a brand split, which I thought they did really well because you got whoever's in yes. the states. And that's, admittedly, that's I was thing. like, I was like, why is Kenta there? And I'm like, wait, of course Kenta's there. He lived in the U.S. working for WWE forever. So, like, to have him, a top Japanese name, like, on those shows, like, it was it was so cool. Like, the, the approach was fresh to New Japan. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's really – it's funny how things work sometimes. And when people say, you know, it'll, it usually works out, it does. But I feel with New Japan and wrestling – Things just always seem to work out. Yeah. There's a quote. There's a quote in wrestling. It's called making chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yes. And I think New Japan Pro Wrestling made chicken salad out of chicken shit. You know that was the hand we were dealt, <laughs> and you know they made the best of it. And here we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I would go as far as to say they made chicken salad out of like nothing. Like <laughs> they just they yeah. raised the chicken. They they. They turned it into chicken salad. They, they did a lot of stuff. I mean, the show didn't exist before the pandemic, and now right. it's a fixture. Now it's like a must-watch every week. Yeah, it's great. It's going to – and 
everyone is going to get better and better. I mean, I well, let's see. The first one, I had a tables match. This last one, I had you know Texas bull rope match. This following one, and you know they're just gonna. It's going to be at the twenty three hundred arena in Philly. You know that's a badass building. Uh, it's just. It's going to be great. We're going to keep doing this and it's going to continue. And we all got, we got it out of the pandemic, but it's going to continue on now. And these are going to be hot, awesome houses. And we're going to film wrestling TV shows and we're going to play them. And you're going to be able to see yourself be like, Oh, I was at the 2300 arena. That match was sick. And you're going to go home and you're going to watch it on new Japan world and be like, yo, you know what I mean? It's just, it's cool. It's so fun. I always it's like have- an indie rock show. And it's like, yeah. let's all be part of it, dude. I love Why would you the, not want to be a part of that? You I know, love that the 2300 Arena is still doing stuff, too, and, and in better shape than it's ever been, better shape than it was in the 90s. So yeah. I've always got people asking me, why doesn't Juice Robinson have social media? Well, let me tell you, as somebody who's on social media, I can tell you why you probably don't because it sucks, but <laughs> why, why aren't you on social media, Juice Robinson? Man, I get asked that all the time, man. You know, it came from, I just one day got fed up with it. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot. I don't think it, I don't think I'm, you know, speaking out of turn by saying there is a whole hell of a lot of negativity on social media. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I figured I wrestle for a company, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I am not a promoter. Yeah. They are the promoters. They should promote me. You know what I mean? I don't need to be promoting that I had a ham sandwich for lunch and look at me. I went to Gold's Gym and burr, 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 burr. everything that everyone does on that, for the most part, in my opinion, is just them tooting their own horn. And it makes me sick. I don't really care how many pull ups you did in your dad's basement. Okay. That's cool. We're all working out. We're all working out. Seriously, okay. I don't need it documented. I don't need a like for it. I don't, you know what I mean? Trust me, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing to be a pro wrestler. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't need to brag about it. I am a pro wrestler from curtain to curtain. And when I'm not, my name is Joseph Ryan Robinson. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm your neighbor. I'm drinking a Miller Light and I'm flipping burgers on my grill. You know what I mean? That's it. And that's how I feel about it. And I'll get real hot about it. I love it. I love it. How I feel about it, dude. But it's you know, it's these people think pro wrestling is something that it's not. Okay. You want you know who's famous? Paul McCartney's famous, and you know who was a good wrestler? Roddy Piper. I guarantee you're not a good wrestler, and I guarantee you're not famous. So why don't we just be regular people? Do the show, have some fun, go out and have beers, and go on with your life. That's how I do pro wrestling. I love it. I love it. That for a Juice Robinson rant. That was good. So, <laughs> sp- speaking of rants, I'm sure uh, you, do you do you cruise YouTube all that stuff. Oh yeah, I love okay. you. Know, I love you. So I kn- I know you've probably seen those clips that are like, uh, Simon Gotch shoots hard on Enzo Amore, right? Like I'm sure you've seen those, like right? Yeah, of course. I do the opposite. I want you to shoot softly. I'm going to ask you to say some nice things about some people that you've worked with in the past. We'll start off with an easy one. A guy you team with David Finley. Oh, he's a, he's a very, 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 very good person. 
he just he just messaged me earlier asking me if I needed help moving. You know, that's you know, he's that's very nice of him. I don't, but isn't that nice that he was thinking about me? So he's a good dude. He's a good he's a loyal, nice, nice guy. Let's let's go for one that maybe it might be difficult for you to say a nice thing about a guy who you've beaten the hell out of and vice versa about 42 times over the last couple months. Hikaleo. Wow. Oh, that's not actually not that hard. I would say he is learning fast. Okay. The rate at which he's learning, I feel like has been expedited in recent months. You know what I mean? And I think strong has a lot to do with that. Yep giving him a chance to go out there for 15, 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Raise hell. Unfortunately for me, throw me through a table. You know what I mean? But you know, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's getting better and better every day. How about uh, a guy that you've teamed with on strong in the past against bullet club, Brody King, Brody King. Oh, Oh, I love Brody King. I'll tell you a good thing about him. He can make a hell of a brisket. Really? Oh my gosh. He yeah. looks like the kind of guy that would make a really good brisket. He does. And he has an awesome wife and they have awesome dogs. I can't remember their names. He's got a, yeah, he just moved to Atlanta. Oh, he's a great, great, great guy. I love him. I don't think I'm supposed to say that. Isn't he a mean guy? <laughs> well, I mean, he hasn't team. been mean to me last yeah. time I Brody King, he was on my team. Yes. I don't know what he's done as of late because, like you said, I don't have Twitter. Yes. If he's a mean guy now, I don't like, you know, I don't like. How about a guy that you, you faced several times dating back years? Kenta, who, uh, you know, maybe you got some good things to say. Maybe you got some bad things to say. Maybe, maybe, maybe he hit you harder than anybody else. I don't know. How nice can you really get? Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah, well, I said that I sharded after a match. And yeah, but here's the thing about here's the thing about what I said. I was kidding. Okay, I didn't actually shard. Well, you gotta understand. CM you heard it here first. CM Punk normalized admitting that you shit your pants during a match. I mean, I have have sharded before, but that was in Mexico for obvious reasons. You know. As they say about the water, you know, if you're not used to it. Mm. Well, now well, now people are going to take it even more serious because, like I said, CM Punk normalized it in his interview after he left WWE. And now they ran... Bragging about it, too. I was bragging yeah, he about it. he was bragging not- about it. But it's on the I was heels- bragging about not sharding oh, in okay. Mexico. Well, like I was with Matt Taylor. In that Stephen Amell show, Heels, like in the season finale, a guy shits his pants in, in the middle of a match. So, I mean... Like, pop culture, like, it's going to be mainstream. People are going to be like, oh, you're a wrestler. Have you ever shit your pants? Small shirt, mostly liquid, no solid chunks in it, you know. Just seriously, it was in Mexico, and I was only drinking beer. That was the only liquid I was eating with lunch and stuff, you know, because I didn't want to eat ice. And then I think I got a little confident, and towards the end, I was bragging about it to Matt Taven because we were there for some some damn tournament. I don't remember, but we had a great time. Thought you were invincible. And he was like, you got to stop eating them street tacos, you know, because I just eat. We called it street meat. I was sweet street meat, you know, sweet boy eating the street meat. I loved it. You know, the street tacos in Mexico City. You kidding me? I'm in Mexico fucking city. God, I'm eating a taco off the street. You know why? Because that's the best damn taco I ever had. That's why. I'll pay for it later. 
And I did towards the end of the trip. I want you know that running match or the running Bret Hart clothesline where I'd like sit out onto my butt. Yeah. I hit that wham shot right up to my feet, scooted over like and just shit my pants. So do you throw away that gear or do you wash it? Dude, it's Mexico too. So there's sometimes toilet paper is hard to come by in those arenas, you know? So I can't remember what I did. I, I think, I think it was more like the feeling of it. Yeah. You know, the, you, you know, you know, you got to check that. What they? You got to check your pants. Well, I had to check it. I did chart, but you know, sometimes it's manageable. I didn't, you know, I didn't all the way. And not as easy. Think your part, but you a little more. And not as easy in wrestling gear, I would imagine, right? And that was when I wore trunks too, mind Oh me. boy. So you're worried then, you know, you're like, oh yeah. Luckily they were dark colored, you know. Uh we'll we'll wrap up shooting softly as if we could top that. Uh Leo Rush, you you teamed with him against Bullet Club recently. He's popped up all over the place. Leo Rush is so easy to say something nice about. He is so damn good at at wrestling for his size. Like yeah. the only person I can think of like that is Rey Mysterio. When you if you watch exactly who I compared him you to, you watch his silhouette. If you watch his silhouette, and I'm not just talking about what he does on Strong, which is badass. I'm talking back to when he was managing Bobby Lashley. Remember yes. when he would like jump up? They'd have some guy chasing him. He'd be jumping up and like landing on the apron, back flipping like up and around and he can talk that dude i man i like the rush he's cool man of the hour another person who popped up in impact and has done some some stuff in new japan as well uh how about moose you got anything nice to say about him oh my gosh you know i like this i i really do i think Moose. i have a problem with Moose, though i do himself you know he calls himself a wrestling god and that's it just doesn't sit right, obviously. I mean, look at your mouth is a gate. You're a god. That's how my mouth was when I heard Moose call himself a wrestling god the first time. My mouth was, I had to pick my jaw up, roll my tongue up, because that couldn't be further from the truth, Moose. All right, you think you're all that in a bag of chips. I'm not so convinced that you could wrestle your way out of a bag of chips. And that is some harsh words. Incredible athlete, yes. Wrestling god, no. Will said something stupid like that. JBL, yeah, he wasn't wrestling God, and neither are you, okay? So, yeah. Yeah, this is turning into a challenge, I think. Live on air. Moose, I got a problem with you calling yourself wrestling God, all right? And also, I think I have something to prove. You know, I, I've been doing a lot of tag teaming, and I think it's time for me to do a little bit of singles again. And I need to get back to where I was when I was beating Kenny Omega, when I was beating John Moxley, when I was beating Cody Rhodes. You know, that guy. So, and you know how that guy was born hearing somebody say some bullshit that pissed him off and Moose calling himself wrestling God. That to me is a big steaming pile of bullshit. But were any of those guys you just mentioned, were they wrestling gods? (laughs) No, this seems like a a taller task for you than. Oh, dude. And Moose, me and Moose juice versus Moose. That ain't never happened. And I know it would be a great match. So. That's what I'm putting out in the universe on your show right now. And that's all we need. We need a little personal beef. Well, Moose, you say you're wrestling God. Well, that pisses me off because that is not true. I don't just outright lie about shit, do I? No, I speak the truth about myself. I try to. You're not a wrestling God, Moose, and I'll prove it to you. That's 
simple. Done. The gauntlet has and been. I will laid be better down. for it. I will make my name off of you, Moose. So have you, you, know had, I mean? have you had like negative interactions with him personally? No, before? I love Moose. I love Moose. Love him. It's just hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. But you know what? It's time for me to get pissed off about something, and that pisses me off because that is a lie. <laughs> you are not a wrestling guy. Shawn Michaels was a wrestling guy. All right. You are. Are there any You're other? Are like there any me. other wrestling gods that you would not compare him to? Like Eddie Guerrero, you know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe Moose. Maybe Moose is a wrestling god, and then yeah, no, he can show me that. Let's do it, Moose. I'm challenging you live on the interwebs via Sean's uh, Fightful. whatever YouTube Fightful. show, whatever this is. Fightful. Yeah, Fightful. Coming to you right now. I'm telling you, Moose. It's let's it's do it. going I don't down. Huge fan impact. Let's do it, man. I think it's gonna happen. Go ahead. I, think, I think it's gonna happen, guys. Juice Robinson. Check him out. New Japan Strong every Saturday. You can check him out in Philadelphia this Boom. weekend. Philadelphia. Uh, you, where else can they check you out at? I'll, I'll let you plug it a little bit too. You can find me on Fight TV or New Japan World, more specifically. On New Japan Strong every single Saturday night, live and in living. Also, San Jose Battle in the Valley, November thirteenth. Also, San Jose Battle of the Valley, November thirteenth. Am I right? You're right. You're right. And I don't know the exact time, but if it's a Saturday, I'd be willing to guess that the show would be sometime between seven and eight, probably right. seven thirty. Yeah, probably. That's when I would have it on November thirteenth. Battle in the Valley. San Jose. I believe it's the Civic Center. I believe. Ooh. Get your tickets. You should get your tickets. Yes. Until next Are there time. Philadelphia tickets left? I feel like you should know that. I, yeah, I, there, know that. I think there are. Yeah. There are. I think there, there are. are. Okay. So if you're hearing this, I don't know if this airs before Philadelphia. It will. It will. It will. It will. All right. Well, if you're hearing this and you're in the Philadelphia area, come on out and watch pro wrestling because I'm going to be whooping ELP's ass. That's, one of the day. I'm not sure what I'll be doing on the other day, but there will be plenty of awesome pro wrestling. Two days of it coming up this weekend, October 16 and 17. Right now, 15 and 16. 15 and 16. 15 yeah. and 16. Boom. No, it, it, it. Yeah, it's. I mean, Friday's the 15th. Saturday's the 16th. Sunday's the 17th. We got the, a weekend of New Japan pro wrestling coming in hot at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. Well, I hope you guys. Check out New Japan Strong every Saturday, Fight TV, New Japan World, New Japan Showdown in Philadelphia this weekend. And, of course, Battle in the Valley, San Jose, November 13th on Fight. Juice Robinson, thank you so much, man. See, you, I think because you, do, you don't do social media, it makes you an even more sought-out interview. Yep, last thing I need is a couple red wines and an Ambien, and then I... You know, get rambling on there saying some bad things about Donald Trump or something. Well, listen, listen. Next <laughs> I don't time, need to spew my liberal hate. I'm just kidding. <laughs> next time we do an interview, I'll make sure you're two wines <laughs> in an ambient deep. And <laughs> hey, Roseanne, why not? I used to like Roseanne. I know. I know. Once upon a time. Now, once upon a time, grew up on her. It's a shame. <sighs> I saw that. I saw that her, the, the house from the show was for sale. Yeah. <sighs> Like really? one twenty-five, oh a deal. That's great. That's a, that's a good deal in this market. I would buy that. 
there's no way that it's going to sell for way more than that. Gotta. It's gotta. Like every few, yeah. every few years you see the home alone house on the market and it's like, well, of course that thing is expensive, but that is such a, those are such good movies. I just watched yeah. home alone recently. Do you see the new and, trailer um, for the new one? I, well, I can about guarantee the new one will suck. Just of course. Because that, oh yeah. But man, those Joe Pesci Always and the amazing. other dude. But then the other dude. Daniel uh, Stern. Daniel Stern. Here's a, here's a good clickbait for you. No, I want this to be put out in the in, in, I want this to be put out in the universe, okay? This yes. is for you. No, if nobody takes anything, anything from this interview, which they shouldn't take anything, but if they take one snippet, take this. Doesn't Marv, that's his name from Home Alone, right? Yes. Does he not remind you? Sammy Zane. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Oh, I would tweet that if I could tweet that. I wish they would do, like, I would love to see, like, a wrestling-themed Home Alone skit. Like, AEW did the Christmas story a couple years Joe ago. Pesci. Joe Pesci would be Harwood. Who's <laughs> 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 really, really funny. He's very, very funny. That's maybe nobody knows. He's hilarious. Who would be the kid <laughs> in wrestling? Oh, the kid's got to be somebody badass who can make them both look stupid. Probably Leo Rush. We were just Probably talking about Leo how bad how yeah. he is. He would be great at that. Oh, no, the kid. The kid's got to be the guy with the di- or the kid with the dinosaur and Jungle Boy. Marco. 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 That you Marco. know what? Be Macaulay Culkin. That's a good shout. It's got to be, be Marco. I could see him doing a zip line and do a hurricane run for sure. He could. He absolutely could. Uh, shit, I could do that. Yeah. Well, Juice Robinson, I want to thank you so much for your time. Hopefully, this isn't the last time, by God. Nope. Everybody, it is not the last time. Everybody check out New Japan Strong. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.